the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Yes, it is. And welcome back. 602 Joe Biden will be giving his first press conference tomorrow. Do you think he'll get more questions on the crisis at the border? Or do you think it'll be about gun control? What's your guess? Um, we'll see how well he does. Also, I think it's planned for something around 11 o'clock our time, 11 in the morning our time, something like that. I think we'll probably be well able to cover it by the time we show up here tomorrow. If you want to insight into the phrase, little things explain big things, or little things mean big things, which is something I've always, I've always believed. Someone is not afforded the opportunity for greatness until he passes the test of small things, the Talmud says. The only testing ground for the heroic is the mundane, a famous U.S. senator once said. I've always liked that. And uh, when it comes to my producer, his selection from a uh, round of cookies being oatmeal raisin, it says everything you need to know about my producer. We are delighted, as we are every Wednesday, to be joined by David Schweikert, Congressman Schweikert, representing Arizona's 6th Congress- Congressional District. David, how are you, sir? Well, my hands are all purple because I've been using that primer because I'm laying some new PVC pipe uh, for the trees out front, and my little girl thinks it's absolutely fascinating. I'm becoming a smurf, being purple. So- I would go ahead to, I would go to <laughs> Amazon and get her a copy of Harold and the Purple Crayon. Purple. Okay, I'll... Uh, the the story. It's not Doctor Seuss, so it's safe. It's called Harold and the oh, Purple yeah, Crayon, and kids love purple. Oh, it is. I'm sorry. It, it, I'm starting to realize how much of you know society is about to get canceled. And have you noticed how some things don't get canceled, yeah. but yeah. it happens to be organizations that contribute to the left. Yeah, I've noticed that. I have actually noticed that. I've noticed that, and I've and 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 it's amazing to me that we live in a society where Cardi B can gyrate on CBS in prime time, but Dr. Seuss can't uh, infect the living well, rooms well, in which they're watched. A, look, I'm I'm outraged at this, but take a step. I mean, you know, uh, look at my little girl's Disney collection. Right, right, right. How how much of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs fit? Right the current rage cancel culture right. but disney obviously is very comfortable supporting the left and so, so is teen vogue the other way. so is teen vogue so is the cartoon network so is netflix for children oh, yeah. i mean david the idea that you can turn off this culture is incredibly and increasingly problematic you cannot you well, cannot well, people well, used so to say if you don't like the channel switch it you can't do that anymore yeah i you see i hate to say i don't think you're being cynical enough okay. on how this is substantially about politics yeah um if there's a caesar chavez park in downtown phoenix and you and i were to go down and put up the quote from um uh, 
Cesar Chavez in how he felt about undocumented yeah, labor. Right. Yeah, crushing, right. yeah, exactly. The, yeah, he had nothing on our patriot troops. Yeah. In the country. Yeah. Or the memorial to Margaret Sanger mm-hmm. down in Tucson, mm-hmm. um, pointing out that she was a eugenics. She was an Rooting out racist. weeds of society, yeah, yeah. And, and yet, but they're heroes of the left, so, you know, they don't fit the cancel culture mold. The cancel culture mold is for anyone who ever said something nice about a Republican. I guess that's why they take down Abraham Lincoln's name from a school in San Francisco. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, heaven knows he was obviously... The head of the naming committee, and that's what it was. There was a naming committee in San Francisco. Have you ever heard of anything more Orwellian? A naming committee? He's the head of the naming committee. He said because Abraham Lincoln didn't do anything to substantiate that to him black lives mattered. Can you imagine some idiot saying that? But last year, um, Speaker Pelosi um, and the Democrats were all giddy. This is when they were ripping down the statue. Yep. And they functionally wanted a, their version of a naming committee controlled by Democrats in the House of Representatives to remove statues of those who 200 years ago did not fit today's value. That's right. But if you read the resolution carefully, you could see this progressing to the Library of Congress mm-hmm. and the woke left, you know, the rage-based Democrats going through the millions and millions and millions of books and documents we have and starting to purge our actual books and history. Um, and when I brought this up to a couple of the Democrats, they just stared at me and said, we don't want to talk about it. Yeah, right, 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 right. I think some people don't want to talk about it. Some people don't think it's real. And other people so, – so it's this question, David. You're very close to people. You represent a lot of people. You shake a lot of hands. You meet a lot more people than I do. Some Are we the other day said, anymore or is that back yet? Well, <laughs> I'm hoping it's back. I'm sorry. I'm just uh, – Up until a year ago, you shook more hands than I ever did. Yeah. Up until a year ago. But someone said, you know, this, this cancel culture business, the, the, the belief that the Lincoln and Seuss are bad for children – is really just about 3 or 4% of the people that bully everyone else into quietude. Do you think that's right? I believe it is. Yeah. But um, I also have the theory that a 3% that's well-financed, yep. um, well-organized, yep. and smart yep. about their attack can, could, can change the country. Yeah. Um, and so the person that says, oh, it's only 3 or 4%, that person doesn't understand how dangerous a well-financed, well-organized, motivated 3 or 4% can be. That's right. That's right. And through bullying tactics, along with alliances in the mainstream media, they can do a pretty good job of shutting oh, us yeah. up and oh, shutting oh, us oh, down. No, not you, not me, but a lot of our followers and voters, right? Once again, and I know I say this, and I'm a bit of a jerk saying this, I don't think any of us understand this scale the left is doing this and how many pots of cash they have financing it um i had devin nunes here for an event last night Uh and he and i were talking about just the attacks. you know i get these but nothing like devin does because of how high profile he is Uh, attacks on his contributors attacks on people that helped him collect his petition right. signatures, right. attacks on people that have worked on his campaign. These are intimidation campaigns. Staff. Yes, yeah. yeah. And, and, and when you even have some of your contributors 
getting these random anonymous letters. How dare you yeah. support conservatives? Yeah. You understand this intimidation game is it's fine if it's at the political class. Uh-huh. You know, we run for office. It's our job. The death threats, the craziness, it's not pleasant, but it's part of the job now. But when you start attacking the 18-year-old kid, it works in your office, and outing them because when they were 14, they had something crappy on their social media, it gives you an idea how dark and evil the left has become. Are people going to rise up against it in a big way in two years if they can? I mean, is it so oppressive and so absurd now that they're in power and the left is doing this with reckless abandon that the other 90 percent of Americans, liberal and, and conservative alike, who just think the left has gone too far, are they going to, are, is there going to be a retrenchment to common sense here, buddy? Dear Lord, I hope so. Yeah. But, yeah. but the thing that scares me is there also becomes a human emotion of, I'm tired. Yeah. I'm tired of being yeah. beaten upon. Yep. I'm tired of being asked to help. Yep. I'm tired of this. I quit. Yep. And that is part of what this is about is can you so intimidate someone who writes checks or someone who's been active? Can you so intimidate them that eventually it, 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 they're worried about their job? And we know that they're they can. We know that they can. Yeah. We know that they you know, can. They're, 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 and is that really about the fact they gave money or is it a way to think I'm going to, you know, if the left could intimidate of our base yeah. from playing, the left has power forever. I agree with that. And so the calls I get from time to time are, why can't we do that there to them? Why can't we do that? And as much as we can, we will try. As much as we can, we will try not intimidation, but calling out what they're standing for and calling out their hypocrisies and calling out their um, double standards and maybe not spending our money at their stores. Yeah, I think we have to be a little tougher than just calling them out. Uh, I think we have to make it clear. Um, look, there's a couple of businesses out there, and, I, and I, feel, I feel unclean saying this. I like their products, but the money goes to support yeah. left-wing causes. Yeah. I no longer shop there. I, I'm with you, and I think that's the attitude we have to take. I really do. We vote with our pocketbooks as much as our feet these days. I think we should. David, I want to talk to you about exit taxes next week. Yes, sir? Oh, absolutely. That Great. one, yeah, I... It's fascinating the hate I'm already getting. No, you're doing great work on it, as you do on everything else. We love you, Congressman Schreiker. Thank you. You're terrific. Thanks for checking in. Thanks. You betcha. 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. My producer, uh, Bill, and I are really at cross swords here. Um, he has this habit of coming in the studio and talking to me like 10 seconds before the show goes back on air about something interesting to himself. So I now have this new method as I bombard him with questions when he comes in and he never gets to his thing. His favorite holiday, evidently, is tomorrow, by the way. Um, it's nat- it's uh, National uh, Chocolate-Covered Raisin Day. And Bill evidently likes uh, cooked fruit uh, because given the cookies that were brought into the office today, peanut butter, chocolate chip, chocolate chip and peanut butter, snickerdoodle. And then there was like one oatmeal raisin that he took. 
And I just, you know, it's, it says everything about him. That was my point about small things saying big things. That small thing about Bill having the option of peanut butter and chocolate and taking oatmeal raisin, a breakfast item, and a cooked fruit, uh, kind of devaluing the point of a cookie, tells you everything you need to know about Bill. So uh, he'll be celebrating National uh, Chocolate-Covered Raisin Day tomorrow, I'm sure. I don't know why you'd ruin chocolate with that, but there it is. Jeff is in Phoenix. Hello, Jeff. Hey, Seth. Hey, I, uh, I, I called in two times in a, or two days in a row. Uh, I want to talk to you yesterday, but you weren't in, so I, I called your guest host, and he was really good. He is I really good. John Gabriel, I love that man. Yeah, I wanted. To ask, I didn't get to ask, ask him. I wonder, but he did say on, on the air how his uh, reception was or how he, what he gets, the kind of reception he gets at uh, azcentral.com. I'd be, I, I think that's it. Uh, interesting. Oh, what did he, he say? He so he writes an occasional column for the Arizona Republic. What did he say about that? Oh, he said that uh, he everyone completely attacked him and he loved it. Everyone uh, at the at the paper or everyone who reads? No, not it? Just, no at the the people that respond to what he writes. Uh, I mean, I'd yeah, like it's a very liberal happens. audience. I'm sure of it these days. I'm oh, just yeah. sure. Of I'd it. like to know what the people that he works with too, but I don't think he probably works there. I mean, no, I I, I don't think he does. I think he hits send and he's good to go. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, this is kind of a little off topic, and then I'll get to my topic. But, you know, I I think about things, and I, I listen to things. And just like this commercial that was just on about the dog and then got adopted by the humans, and now the human is – the dog is smarter than the humans. I mean, I know it's supposed to be funny and everything, but that's the mentality of The Simpsons. That's the mentality of every cartoon show there is about families. It's the father is the idiot. The kids are geniuses, and, you know, the humans are stupid. The dog is smarter. I mean, everything goes to this, you know, mentality of, you know, whatever you're doing, something is smarter than you or we know better than you. And it flabbergasts it, it, it me, and your, get, your other guest was, or Swigert was talking about these companies, and you were talking about them. So yesterday... I no longer will buy Harry's razors anymore. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Harry's razors is on my. Uh, yep, and I bought I on my them. boycott list as well. I saw yeah, that. I Tell the audience what they did. Tell the audience. So I, all right, so I called them. Yes, so they what they did yesterday was a, a company. Was by a, the way, that was made rich through the purchases of conservatives by dint of their advertising early on. In conservative oh, talk oh, yeah. radio, okay. So a company rest, made rich rest. by conservatives did yep, this. Yep, Go yep. ahead, tell the story. All right. So yesterday or the day before, I don't know. Sometime in the last few days, uh, what happened was they got doxxed. They got outed by someone because they actually advertised on a show that does it's a guy that does a podcast. Uh, his name is um, Noel. His last name is Noel. I don't. Oh, don't quote me on this. I just forgot his name. But anyway, he does a podcast, and they were advertising that he's a conservative and. Uh, I think he actually is associated with Alex Jones. But anyway, so two people texted Harry's, and the next thing you know, oh, this guy's against everything we believe in, blah, 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 and we're out. Right. Okay. So I called Harry's yesterday, and I I asked to speak to the uh, guys in charge, and obviously that's that's an impossibility. And I said, it should really bother you that, you know, I'm calling here to rant and give them peace of my mind when I'm a customer. And they want you to, you have to be the go-between. And you don't know nothing about this. But most of them don't. I should record these calls because they're hilarious. But anyway, my point is, and I talked to you about this earlier, 
So I, I was looking on there for different phone numbers and trying to find people, and I always go to the human resource. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's a good section to go to yeah, to yeah. find a phone number. Yeah. And so I, I talked to you about how these uh, employee applications now are listing and what they're listing as far as designation. And just like they're being, these kids are being taught racism, you're being taught racism on your employee application. And I know you don't want, to, want anybody to read online, but I'm just going to read you this real section. First, they say the equal opportunity employers, they read about that, and they say without regard to, and they list everything, they list citizenship status, transgender status, family part, political affiliation or activity. They have no, they say we, we don't, we don't, we don't uh, discriminate on those things. Then here's the kicker down at the bottom. We respect the laws of the EEOC and are dedicated to going above and beyond yeah. in fostering. So is this saying that they don't even believe in the laws now? Yeah. Well, it's it's a funny thing the way the law of uh, affirmative action works with regard to the part you're talking about, because the way it now works is that companies that uh, or private entities that go about over representation of underrepresented groups, they will always be protected. And this is this is what has gotten my Irish up over the whole anti-Asian hate crime stuff. The rise of anti-Asian um, hate crimes that we've been uh, reading about and talking about for about two weeks now is it's being used as a narrative to batter the conservative movement and the Republican Party. And it's if you read about it, it's all these spokesmen say it has to do with Donald Trump's rhetoric about the Chinese virus. And there's a couple of problems, which is uh, – there's no government statistics showing any of this is true. All these statistics about the rise of anti-Asian hate come from one organization, which no one can find that much out about, which founded itself last year. And when you read their report, it becomes absolutely silly. Uh, they they list 3,800 anti-Asian hate crimes, Jeff, 20 uh, percent of which, which means almost 800 of which include the word sh- which include the problem of shunning. And they had an example of shunning, which was people moving away from a table at which Asians ate. If that's a hate crime, then um, every piece of social distancing that we've gone through over the last year is a hate crime. But the reason I'm raising this, Jeff, is because it's quite precious to be told that conservatives are responsible for anti-Asian sentiment in this country when it is we and we alone who have been suing on their behalf and with them and joining their lawsuits against private institutions that engage in reverse racism against them when it comes to such things as private college and graduate school enrollment and admissions policies. It is the Biden uh, administration and the Democrats who drop those cases, as the Department of Justice under Biden did in a lawsuit of Asians against Yale on this very thing, this very thing you're talking about, this very thing where we will do everything we can to bring in more of this minority and more of that minority. But if it's a Christian or a Jew or an Asian, that doesn't count. And I, for the life of you, cannot tell, for the life of me, cannot tell you why. I cannot tell you why. I can tell you that, um, uh, you know, this notion of privilege is a very, very, very subjective notion. Would you would, would would you rather have had Barack Obama's upbringing or Elie Wiesel's? 
Uh, Jeff, you can come back on the other side and we can talk about it. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show, 602-508-0960. We were talking with Jeff in Phoenix uh, about reverse racism a little bit and uh, and uh, how private corporations... I heard. I don't know if you heard the Dennis Prager show this morning, Jeff, but uh, Dennis was, was pretty hot, um, really hot on, you know, these major corporations, their virtue signaling... He said something that uh, – and he repeated it several times. He said um, – I, I, I almost don't want to repeat it, but I will. Dennis can do it. I can do it. He said, I have more respects – excuse me. I have more respect for prostitutes than I do CEOs of most American corporations. You know why? Because they're not trying to change this country for the worst. They're just doing their best to make a buck with what they got, which is what corporations used to do. Well, I think corporations... I, I have a little problem to, with it, i got to tell you, but you get the sense of his point. I, I, I know exactly what you mean. I mean, there, there's good and bad in everybody, Seth. Everybody does, everybody's in a different situation. Until you walk in my shoes, don't tell me how to live my life. Okay? Don't tell me how to run my health care. A woman today told me to put my mask on. I said, you, oh, here, ma'am. Here's my health care beer. Do you want to pay for it? Don't you. tell me. You're not. I'm six feet away from you. Why, why do you care? Good for you. I mean, I mean this is absolutely lunacy. Good for you, anyway, Jeff. I'm so I'm glad sorry. you pushed I back. back I am point. so glad you pushed back on that. She doesn't oh, know Seth. you. She doesn't know you Seth. at all. She doesn't know whether you had coronavirus. She doesn't she know if no, you've been vaccinated. And she doesn't know what's no most clue. likely the case, which is that you absolutely. are a well man. Absolutely no clue. And I had coronavirus in December. There you so go. I'm good to go. Okay. I'm going to put a sign on my back, front and back, like the guys used to walk around public do when, with, for politics. And I'm going to walk around. I've had it. I got it. I survived it. Leave me alone. No kidding. I know. Anyway. I, you know, I, I'm surprised if those shirts aren't around right now. I'm sure I, I should do that. It's a good idea. Anyway. So I want to, what you just said a minute ago. Except it goes Asian. too far. It concedes too much in, in a way. Jeff. <laughs> I almost well, want to just say, leave me alone. You don't know my health conditions because the mask well, is to protect others from you. If if you're well, there's no reason to wear a mask, right? So why the hell is it anyone else's business to tell you whether you're well or not? Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a farcical argument. If you take it past one, the first, if you take it past first, their first, expression of oh you should have your mask on or you should wear this if you take it okay tell me okay what is the actual i mean i get it i can get so technical on this but tell me the actual uh fabric you have on your face right now and then tell me the micron particles that pass through it and tell me where you put your mask when you took it off and tell me how you picked it up and put it back on and tell me how moist it is after you've breathed in it and if it's still useful we can go on and on with this we can play this game we've played it before there is no science in this, Seth. It I know. Brainwashing. I know it. I know okay, it. Okay, so let me go back to my point real yes, quick. Yes, sir. Just like you said, the majority of Asians, I guarantee if you went out and asked them, they would say, they would tell you who people, the, the people that hate them and the people that like them, or the people that, not necessary, but the people that are perpetrating these crimes against them. And I guarantee you, and I will show you the fact, it's not a majority of white people. 
Say no, no more, but I agree with you. And okay. I and I've talked well, then, to I've talked to this I, point as well. I saw it yes, in the Rodney King riots. I've seen it in almost exactly. every race riot. Especially because Asians usually I'm not okay, I won't go there. No, it's okay. You can say it. They they are okay, an mostly, enemy of other of, racial grievances because they work hard, study hard and succeed with hard work. Exactly. They come in and, By they, and they, large. they know they should do By and, and they're large. not being they're not being wards of the state. They also tend to be very anti-communist. Well, I, I'm an exterminator, and when I, the first well, the first company I worked for, I did I probably I started doing two Chinese restaurants, and the next thing I knew, I had about ten Chinese restaurants because they all know each other. Yep, they all communicate yep. with each other, just like they're, yep. they're from the same. And country. results they and quality matter to them. You bet. And they all have the same type of values. They yep. work their ass off. Yep. 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 I mean, they were some of the best customers I ever had. I have no doubt. I have no doubt. I so I'm going to read you real quick. This is a thing on, on Harry's website that says, which racial or ethnic category best describes you? Oh, my gosh. Alaskan, black, Hispanic, Middle Eastern, Native Hawaiian, East, East Asian, South Asian, Southeast Asian, white. <laughs> There's only two on that list that are color. <laughs> Oh, Jeff, it's stay on it, man. You're you're real. leading a good charge here. You're doing good work. I don't. Please, please call Krispy Kreme and tell them you don't want a free donut. Exactly, exactly, exactly. They're not buying us. Thank you, Jeff. I'm glad they're not buying you either. We'll be right back. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine six zero. She was giving me looks that make my mouth water. I never. That's a great line. Watch this new trend. Watch out for it. Um, it's it's been around a while, but I'm just beginning to notice it in a specific way. The more political an issue, watch how the left and Democrats tell you it's not a political issue. For example, President Biden today tweeted out. I wonder how many followers he has on Twitter. Nine million. <laughs> Didn't Donald Trump have like close to 70 million? Joe Biden um, tweets out, we can ban assault weapons and high capacity magazines. We can close loopholes in our gun background check system. This is not a partisan issue. It's an American issue that will save lives. Notice, how, notice the more partisan they are, the more they say it's not a partisan issue. It's a patriotic issue. It's an American issue. Wearing a mask is patriotic, he tells us. Is it? Is advertising fear as a walking billboard of the state patriotic? If there was science that they could show us, if there were data that could show us of towns, cities, states that did better with a mask as to those that didn't, if John Kerry would wear it as much as his boss tells us we should, if his boss would quit manhandling it in exactly the way the CDC tells you not to handle it, maybe, 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 maybe I would take them a little more seriously. But at this point, it's really hard to. I don't know how you go from zero masks to one mask to two masks plus a vaccine is in any way, shape or form science. Harsha is in Phoenix. Hello, Harsha. Am I saying your name right? Yes, Seth. Thanks. Hi. I listen to you. Well, this is, I'm 
Station 960 for quite a long time. But, you know, I have a very simple question. Don't you fight fire with fire? You can't fight fire with water. You know, you can fight, fight fire with the water, I suppose. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about an, uh, an opposing view. Okay? Now, wh- what is preventing somebody on the right, on the right, let's call it, or the Republicans? How come the Republicans and the right, why don't we do a cancel culture system the same way the Democrats are? Why can't we say we're starting a cancel culture setup and we're going to start canceling with Nancy Pelosi? Then we go to Chuck Schumer. Then we go way back to Lyndon Johnson. All right, so I'm, I'm kind of with you in sentiment, in certain sentiments, Harsha. I'm kind of with you on one hand. It depends, I suppose, what we mean by cancel culture. If it's holding back our dollars from supporting companies that don't share our values, I'm all, all about that. If it's, yeah, um, if it's, if it's firing people... Uh, and 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 engaging in punitive action against people for their political views outside of them running for politics in office, like a Nancy or a Chuck. If it's punishing yeah. non-political actors for their political views, I'm not for that. But how uh-huh. do you go about and cancel Nancy Pelosi, Harsha? Tell me how that works. You know, it's just a matter of saying it. It's putting it on the airwaves. We're not going to sit by here. And just listen to your side and let you do whatever you want. We have to say we have our list of people we want to get rid of also. We have to do that. We have to do the same thing. That's what I mean by fight fire with fight. I'm open to it. I just, you know, it's it's a weird thing the way the system works. To- you know, it's a weird thing. So she gets rep- she gets elected. To office by, I don't know, 90, 100,000, 150,000 people on a good year. And then, you know, her caucus makes her Speaker of the House. But the only vote you and I have on her is our vote for a Republican over a Democrat, right? Because if we have a majority of Republicans, they elect the Speaker of the House. But you know what? If, If the Republicans take everything in 2022, they're not going to do what the Democrats are doing right now. They're going to be nice guys. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. We don't know that. We have a Republican caucus that is much more feisty than any Republican caucus I can ever remember. Uh Uh-huh. You don't agree? No, no, I I agree with everything you say. No, I'm just saying, you know, we have a, the, you know, you didn't used to have a Republican caucus made up of people like Andy Biggs and David Schweikert and Jim Jordan. Uh-huh. And, you know, that that group just didn't used to exist. And it does now. And that's a good yeah. thing. That's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I don't know. I just I just think we're the Republicans. The Republicans are. Uh, they're not. They kind of need to do the same thing. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, uh, signs of of good, signs of bad. You know, I open up the show usually citing to something that's terrible in this country. So I'm with you in that. I see that that half-empty part of our glass. But but I'm just so dang gone proud of so many of our Republican spokesmen. You know, I I, I just – I can't tell you a time in the past – 
where I would have said, oh, there's the senator from Arkansas. Let's hear what he has to say. Oh, there's the governor of Florida. I want to hear him out. Oh, there's the representative from Ohio, Jim Jordan. I want to hear him out. Oh, Andy Biggs is on uh, Fox. Let's watch. Let's pause the channel there. I never used to be able to do that with that many Republican office holders, and now there's probably 20 I could do that with. Yeah. But, you see, I, I, I still have to ha- keep my position in that the Democrats don't even want to discuss anything. I know. They don't want to hear you. I know. They don't want to hear the other side. I know. You're right. So what are, we, what are we left with? In a way, we have to kind of behave the way they are and say, we're here, and you can't do that to us, so we're going to take you on, too. The same way you're taking us on. Taking... I can think of three Republican office holders that gave to the left as good as they were given. Newt Uh, Newt Gingrich in 94, 95, 96. Donald Trump in 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, and 20. And um, Ron DeSantis in Florida right now. Have you ever watched his press conferences? Man, he goes after them. Uh, no. no, I really I, I, I it's an important thing because I, I I think people want to follow a strong horse, Harsha. I just do. Uh-huh. I think they want to follow a strong horse. And I think what Winston Churchill said is right, which is it's awfully hard to look up to someone who has their ear on the ground. And so I was having a conversation with a friend today. I've got to take a break. Can you hold a moment? I want to come back to you on this. I've got to take a quick break. Sure, sure. Yeah, please stay with me. And, Bill, don't you go anywhere. And There's room for more. 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show. I'm talking to Harsha in Phoenix about fighting back. Against the left as yeah. hard as they fight. Go ahead, sir. Yeah. So, so I will pose this question. If somebody is totally intransigent and they don't want to change their ways, and, uh, you know, they, they cover their ears and, and say, I don't hear you, I don't hear you, I don't hear yep. you. That's what the Democrats are doing. Yep. You know, like you're a little kid. I, you know, you said it first, I, you know. Well, there's that, and then there's their effort to silence us or or intimidate us. They're acting like children. Yeah. If you you don't negotiate, we've been negotiating with all these foreign powers over all these years, and we haven't really come to blows with them yet. If If there's no negotiation, then there's no fight. You've got to give it back to them. We can't wait for Donald Trump to set up his own... You know, media network. Do you? Hey, let me ask you a question, Harsha. Do you think who who would you like to see run? Give me two or three names of people you'd like to see run for president in four years, three years. I think as long as uh, Donald Trump is in good health, he should run again. Okay. Anyone else? else There's nobody else out there that has his uh, drawing power and his. You know, Donald Trump, uh, let me put it this way. Uh, when he first came into office, people were saying he's a dictator, he's going to do this, he's going to do that. 
this is what's going on right now with the Democrats. Yeah, that's the interesting thing. I I, I think they're going to miss him. <laughs> I think they're going to. You already see how they're missing him by how he's still in their heads. They're still blaming him. They're blaming him for things that are not his fault, not giving him credit for things that he did well. And and I and I I get a sense that the American people are independents, perhaps who who didn't go along with him in the reelection. They're kind of saying, okay, I kind of see what the Republicans were saying. This guy's a mess. It's a bad joke. And now we're farming out illegal immigration to the most left wing member of the Senate, Kamala Harris. Did you see that today? Joe Biden has has made his vice president. She he's put her in charge of solving the immigration crisis. Well, this will go well. I say sarcastically, this will not go well. She already started off with a laugh and being unserious about it two days ago. And, um, it, you know, he's the president, and this is the biggest crisis of his presidency. Is that something you shunt off to someone else? Do you take the biggest crisis of your presidency as your first crisis and give it to someone else? Or do you say, I got this? I got this. Um, He can't say I got this because he can't get it. And she won't get it either. I promise you that. They made this problem. You don't have to listen to me on that. Listen to the president of Mexico who today said Joe Biden created this problem. And he's a socialist. 